Hello, welcome to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I'm your host, Darlene Schacht. And I'm your co-host, Michael Schacht. And this is 5-Minute Marriage. verse comes from Philippians chapter 4 verses 8 and 9. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the God of peace shall be with you. Yes, like that. I love how he says, and the words in the NIV here, the last part of that verse, uh, verse 9, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Mm-hmm. So first he's telling us that these things that are true and noble and good and right, think on them, but also put them into practice. And that really can um, strengthen our marriage when we are putting those things into practice, yeah. when we're focusing on the things that are good, and when we're seeking truth for the both of us so that we are putting aside our pride and our anger, mm-hmm. and we're, we're searching and we're striving for the things that unite, then we have such a better chance of having a joyful marriage, not just sticking together because we have to, but actually enjoying each other's company because we are doing things well. And I think that makes a big difference. Well, I think yesterday we kind of went on this long kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say rant, but this long kind of trail about how we are to live. But today kind of sums that up and says we are to live that way for because if we do, it makes our marriage better. You know, so if both of us are living that way, then our marriage is much better, much stronger, um, you know, and um, yeah, so I, it's just a way of, of kind of summing it up, I guess. I think some people think, you know, I don't want to be a Christian because there's just so many rules. I can't do this. I can't do that. But when you look at the things that God teaches us in his word, it's not so much rules, although no. they are, but you know, good rules to live by and things that we are supposed to do if we want to keep ourselves from sin, obviously. But what it is also is, it's just such good common sense, things that unite, things that give you a joyful life, things that make for peace. And, Mm -hmm. and so we can tell our child not to play out in the middle of the street. And they might look at it like a rule, like, oh, I'm, I'm tired of all these rules. But it's not just that we're putting them out there for the, the sake of being, you know, I'm a parent, so I'm going to put all these rules in place. But we put them out there for their safety, for their, their comfort, for their joy, for their health. And I think that's the same way that God is with us. And even though we don't see it sometimes, like, why does God want us to do things one way? Well, we I, know it's for the good. I us. think... I think the way that that works, well, I know the way that that works is that God um, changes us. He transforms us from the from the inside. So once we have faith um, and we repent and we receive the Holy Spirit, God pours His power into us and changes us from the inside out. And so it's. I think of it more like this: 
about the about kids running out onto the street and playing on the street. The kids won't run onto the street if they'd rather play with their dad, you know? And and that's kind of the way I think God does this, is that he changes us from the inside out so that we crave the things of God more than we crave the things of the world. If that's not too much mm-hmm. of a stretch, I'm kind mm-hmm. of just using your your analogy. But I, I think of it very much in, in that way. Except sometimes... You have, <laughs> you have a kid like the prodigal son yep. who had an amazing father yep. and, um, and even he left home and his dad was obviously an incredible person as we read about him running out to meet his son after all that he yep. had put him through, right. you know, and, or Adam and Eve in the garden and how they had these parents who were, or how they had these parents Wait, let me give my mind. How they had the best parent that, you know, God was there with them. God taught right. them everything. Okay. And and yet they sinned. And so um, I really don't know what my point is with that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm following you down that path. <laughs> no, but. it's that that people will sin. I think that's what my point is, that we people will sin. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So there's no guarantee that you know, we are going to walk perfectly tomorrow or later today, but we always have God's grace. We always have him calling us back and, and opening his arms to bring us back. Well, and that is the point too, of, of the power of God working within us is that then the tendency for us to sin is much less and less and less over time because he's calling us to righteousness. And that is something that we really do need to keep in mind is that sin is, is not okay. Sin is not okay. And if we, um, if we find that we fall into sin, I mean, new believers will. They, they, they're just going to, they don't understand, they don't have, they're not well developed yet. But as, um, as strong, mature believers, if they sin, they are to confess their sin and they will be forgiven. But the, the key here is you're not to practice sin. And that is, that's one of those, those themes in scripture that is really important that a lot of people gloss over that is that it's what, what are you practicing? Are you practicing sin or are you practicing righteousness by the power of God? And then every once in a while, something trips you up, mm-hmm. you know? So you have to really draw that fine line and, and and make sure that we say it is never okay to sin. And if we do sin, um, that we need to confess that to God. Like the Bible even says, confess it to one another and have one another pray for each other because um, love covers a multitude of sins. Praying is a labor of love, and that's what he's talking about there, is that we need to be involved with all believers. We need to be praying for one another because love does cover a multitude of sin, and we can pray for people who are being tripped up. And mm-hmm. so that is also scriptural. So so anyway, so yeah, so sorry about the, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the long path there. No, I, I like it, though. I think that's... That's really good. Well said. Thanks. Thank you.